Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know, guys. I might want to give Psyduck a foot rub. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only... Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 387th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my, uh, I don't know how to describe you two, my, uh, my co-hosts that begin with the letter S. Uh, this episode of the Puckle Podcast is brought to you by the letter S. Uh, we have the, the, uh, enticing, sublime manic. And sultry. Sultry. Also Ooh. starts with an S. Yeah. Ooh. And then, and then we've got the, uh, then we've got Seth Vilo. I don't have, I don't have a thing. How about suspicious? <laughs> so fantastic. So fantastic. Fantastic. That's on brand form. Let's go with it. All right. And so welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Uh, we are the longest running Puckle Pokemon podcast. We, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with in a basement in 2007. And, uh, it, we we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to I don't know Yu Gi Oh, and we, wow. we <laughs> the newest Pokemon game <laughs> the newest Pokemon now on the game. Switch yeah <laughs> on your phone you know what there isn't a Yu Gi Oh game <laughs> on the Switch which is slightly depressing huh. there will be it was announced this week really well what there kind? you go yeah we, what, there what we kind? go we talked about it folks there, there you go wait. is there really a Yu Gi Oh game coming out for the Switch yeah is it like a good one or a bad one. You'll have to ask other people than me on that. I don't know if it has Blue Eyes White Dragon or not. That's not what makes it, it good or bad. Not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what makes the game good or bad. What makes it good or you bad. You have your opinions and I have mine. There, there I been... was to say it's going to be good because the Switch library is killing it lately. I, no, I'm not going to. No, because you haven't been on the eShop lately. The Switch is becoming the, the Wii of consoles again where you just get shovelware. And there's just like, does it make it the Wii of consoles? It's it's just got like, well, I'm not saying that it's bad like the Wii. Well, the Wii wasn't bad either. The Wii had its, had its high points. Um, I'm just saying that there's like a lot of shovelware on that library because every, it's so popular. So like everybody's putting its game on it, which is fine. Uh, I do like the eShop though. The eShop's turning more into like a Steam library, I think, than previous incarnations of the eShop, which is really nice. Uh, but yeah, so the, what makes a bad Yu-Gi-Oh game set for your edumacation? Uh, is there have been so many Yu-Gi-Oh games in the past that just don't follow the rules. Uh, nice. And so, like, that, that seems to be a theme. That's kind of the big thing. Like, I played so many Yu-Gi-Oh games where they're just like rules where the cards just kind of do whatever the cards want to do. And... Or I don't like when the AI just knows what you have face down right? and plays accordingly. Isn't that the I'm worst? like, that's dumb. That's isn't, dumb. Isn't that, isn't that, yeah, the AI sometimes gets too smart. It's cheating. It's just cheating. <laughs> 
it's awful. Yeah, no, it's just awful. It's uh, but yeah, just just for just for your knowledge, Seth. That's and what that's makes our it bad. Discussion Yu-Gi-Oh. about Pokemon uh, related video games. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what have you guys been up to lately? Uh, how's everything been going, uh, Pokemon wise or life wise? I don't care. Still undefeated in uh, the PDL. Are, have you locked playoffs yet? I have locked playoffs last week. Good, 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 good. I'm right behind him too. He's gonna get it this week if he wins. There you go. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Um, We're competing with each other for the buy, actually. So. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, do you guys play each other then? Still later. We this do. Season? We're the final match. Oh, that's gonna be intense. That's gonna be a well, nail biter. Actually, is it you or is it Ozzy? It's uh, that's something that's changing. It's gonna be me from here on. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, me versus Seth. Gonna be sparks flying. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be super interesting. Uh, <laughs> There's lots of really exciting high stakes round ten matches. Actually, yeah. uh, as for me, I I mean, I, like I I was telling you guys before the show, I've just been working on my table. Um, I've been. We love your table. We're very happy um, for your I've table. I've been working. On, I'm almost done with it. I'm pretty excited. Like I'll probably post some pictures of it, like on the Twitter or something, because I talk about it too much on the show. And who cares if someone told you you should have had four by fours instead of two by fours? Like whatever. <laughs> so rude. It was that that's that was that was that was a deep deep dig into just uh, our Discord <laughs> conversations, but uh, I no I've been doing that. Uh, also, this week we've been kind of prepping for summer league, which is I guess we can take some time to talk about because we're trying to get. Uh, so this is this is news just to the community. This is something I've been personally working on since probably like December last year. Um, and so we have Basket, who's an awesome artist. We had him draw up some badge concepts, and I, I'd say I'd say after we cleaned them up and played with them a little bit, we probably have more than half the types covered. And uh, but one of the things we're trying to do now is we're trying to actually make real physical badges for Summer League, like physical ones. Like, oh man, you beat this gym leader here, have this badge, or buy this badge, or buy it's, this badge. No. Yeah, one of those two. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you metaphorically get the badge uh, towards per, uh, getting into the tournament afterwards, but if you also want to purchase that badge yes. for fit for posterity, you have the option to do so. Yes, I I would I would throw it out there and say that. Um, Don't assume you're getting a free free set of badges. Yeah, a free set of badges. Yeah, that's what we're that trying costs to say. Money, honey. Uh, I would say I would say if you made it to finals or something, maybe. You get like no, a set. maybe that could be the prize for a certain number of people. Like, yeah, if you're in like the top eight or something, maybe you get a set or something like that. There you go. There um, you go. Well, we're not going to have all. We're only going to do four this year, I think. We're not going to. We don't have the budget to do all of it's them. It's like we're going to release some over time from the vault, you know? Yeah. The idea is Puckle's going to be designing a full forever set of badges for Summer League, and so that way we have one of each type, and then we can go ahead and give those out throughout the years and then hopefully have like all of them for a particular season in the next year or two. So if you listen long enough. Yeah, if you're you here long enough, yeah. Could have all 18 badges. Yeah, exactly. In maybe and how many years would you say that? <laughs> like 3? <laughs> maybe. I I because you did uh, 3 a year, so 6 years or are we going to do 6 We're, we're doing years? we're doing 4 this year as of right now. Like like I'm ready to drop the money to make 4 of them like right now. Um and so depending on like how our funding situation works out, because we don't have the expense of PuckleCon this year like we did last year. So that does save us, you know, roughly a thousand dollars. So it depends on how that works out. It's just also the Patreon's doing really well. So shout out to the patrons. Um, because we just have we just gotten this great influx of patrons and these people are fantastic and they're just donating to us and 
it allows us to do cool things, especially like this, right? Making Summer League a reality um, and just like taking it to that next level of, man, I can win these badges and then I can actually have them physically, right? Because that's kind of that's kind of like the dream with Summer League ever since its conception. And then you can go to PuckleCon and flip your jacket open to look cool with your badges. That was the other thing I was thinking. Like, if you come to PuckleCon and you beat a gym leader that's at PuckleCon, they can give you their badge. Right. Just right there and there. Right there that's and awesome. then. And like you can get like the physical badge. Like I, I like that's the one instance where you don't have to pay for it. Right. If you spent money to go to PuckleCon. If you, you spend money to already. come to PuckleCon and you beat a gym leader while you're there while they're there. We should get those designs on t-shirts so the gym leader can just be wearing them in the corner. <laughs> and like, Come face me, child. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a really cool idea though. Like, I'm super pumped for this. Like, this is something that I, like I said, this is something that when Bo You've and I- have been thinking about this for a very long time. I remember. Bo and I have been thinking about doing this for, uh, man, since, so like when Puckle revived itself and like we finally gave ourselves a tournament structure that we repeated yearly, because I think this is something like the sixth or seventh annual summer league. And before that, there were also like summer leagues and fall leagues and winter leagues that happened before then. Um, but oh, also I should explain for those of you at home who don't know what summer league is. It's our annual, like you, we have gym leaders that you guys come to and you can, uh, you can battle them on the discord server and you get a badge. And if you do a really good job, uh, you can get enough badges. If you get eight badges, you can go to the final tournament and the winner of the final tournament, um, is going to get a copy of Pokemon Sword or Shield. And that's how it works out. Uh, but it's, it's just a really cool way. If you're new to Pokemon, this is a great way to learn. The gym leaders are set up in a way so they, they can tell you what you did wrong and try to help you beat them. Um, gym leader teams aren't the only, uh, aren't the only Pokemon, uh, or, or not the only, uh, type. Uh, type. It's not six of a type. Is what you mean? To yeah, say they're not. Yes. The, they're not just individual types. Their teams are built of three of the Pokemon of that type, two of the Pokemon with a move of that type, and then one wild card to try to cover some weaknesses. Granted, this still leaves teams with like some gaping, gaping holes. Um, so it, it makes it a bit easier to play. But if you're new to competitive, this is a great way to jump in and feel like you're winning, uh, and also learn some stuff along the way. Um, your teams aren't locked. You just get to come in, play. If you beat the gym leader, you beat the gym leader. If you don't beat the gym leader, you you don't beat the gym leader. But you you get multiple chances. Uh, it's a good time. And like we said, you get some. You get, might get some cool badges. Uh, so I think that's where we'll we'll end it though, and we'll we'll kick it on over to the news because there there is some stuff to talk about. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news has some things in it. I mean, the biggest thing is that Detective Pikachu has started screening for like reviewers, but we're going to talk about that here in a little bit anyway. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're apparently getting a new trailer for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution alongside of the Detective Pikachu release. So for every good movie we have, we have to have a bad one. Is the yeah, right. To be learned, it'll be good. It'll be fine. At least we have Detective Pikachu this year. I, I'm yes. really. Oh I'm, my gosh, I'm really like, upset about the Mewtwo Strikes Back evolution. It's just so Yellow lazy. Bird came early. I like it. I think it looks neat. It is lazy on so many levels, but that's fine. And like, okay, okay, like nostalgia factor check. Like I was a kid when the original came out. 
It doesn't hold up great as a story or movie. Uh, no, it holds up fine as a movie. I think it. I think it's one of the better Pokemon movies because it actually which like, is not a high bar. Let's be. Let's just say that before anything else. You're not entirely wrong. Uh, it, it's not. It's not like hard. It's not like a terrible movie though. It's not, but it's not like an amazing movie. The, the problem is, it's just like this is. It was like one of those things. This is the first time in a very long time that I've had one of those moments with Pokemon of like, why did you make this? Nobody asked for it. It feels like the Sonic movie mm-hmm. in its entirety. Okay, but like Detective Pikachu just gets everything right. It's that's because I think Detective Pikachu had a lot at stake because it. it I, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more, but like. Uh, I'm amazed that no one screwed up Detective Pikachu because so many people could have. Yeah, you know? we, we can we can talk about that at the topic. Yeah, yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Unbroken Bonds came out in the in the TCG. I'm sure 234 cards makes people very happy. Um, so happy. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Snapchat's got a Detective Pikachu filter. If you're just like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Incredibly important. Uh, also. Pokemon Go Fest tickets uh, were announced this week as well. If you if you missed out on that, remember um, the first Pokemon Go Fest and how it was just terrible mess a disaster. And it, yes, and no one could connect. Well, they've 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 kind of learned from it because this year it's like you can only buy them for certain days, and it was still like a raffle to be able to buy one. And it was, I mean, it was it was both like unfair and a fair process. Uh, I think the most exciting piece of news that came out this week. Because next week we'll inevitably probably have some Sword and Shield news because we're going to get some kind of Coral Coral leak. Coming up. Yep. Uh, and if there's a Coral Coral leak, now they usually typically head that off with like a real trailer and they can kind of tie it into the P- Detective Pikachu hype. Just saying. Uh, but the most exciting piece of news this week, I think, and what's most interesting to me, just industry wise, is the PokePass app launched to everyone's surprise. Yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, and it's just like, hey, if you go to Target on May 10th, you can get a shiny Pikachu or an Eevee for your Pokemon Let's Go game using the PokePass app. Also, get some stickers you can drop in text messages. And I, I like, first of all, I don't care about stickers that I can drop in text messages. That must be a Gen Z thing. Um, Gen Z people, send me an email and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really interesting because I, I I was talking to Sigma about this specifically, about them dropping this app. And he's just like, yeah, the Switch isn't mobile anymore. And this is a great way to like prevent people complaining about not being able to get the distribution cards. Uh, you just have an app on your phone. You go get your QR code that you can scan into your system and then you're done. I mean, you already transfer from your phone to the Switch. So. Yeah. So how much like it's actually not terrible. Like I'm OK with it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out for Sword and Shield because we're inevitably going to get one of those years where it's like, here's 12 free Pokemon again. and That's every year. That's like practically we don't, every we year. We don't have it. It's like every other year uh, because we don't have it this year. 2019 doesn't have that. 2018 did with the legendary distributions. And remember the year of mythicals before that? That was in 2016. Was that 2017 or 16? That was 16 okay. because it was the year that Sun and Moon came out, which was 2016. That was the year of mythicals because all the mythicals were in Gen 6. So I'd say next year we'll probably have like, here, have another year of mythicals because what else are we going to do? Like, I don't think there's much else you can. That was such a good year. I Uh, like doing it on the app, though. I like that idea because I'll be like, oh, I have my phone. The mythicals were so hard to get when they first came out. And it's like, everyone, here's the reset button. Get all the mythicals this year. 
I think that's good and bad. I, I think the biggest thing for Mythicals, I mean, what I really want to see happen, if they, like, if this is my dream of what happens, and I know it won't because Nintendo doesn't love me. And what I what I really want to see happen is I wanted them to go back to the way it was in, like, Gen 3 and Gen 4, where it was like, hey, here's an item that gets you to another location that's locked in the game, right? Yeah, I really like that. I don't like that. Where it's kind of like an event to go get it in yes. the game, and there's a little maybe micro bit of lore around so, it, like so, the Dark Ride Nightmare thing. Like, I get that the backgrounds are pretty and all that, and it's more interesting than going to the center. What's your thought? Let, let me fix it for you, because I, I think the biggest issue is that it's just like, well, then after those three weeks, it's locked forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you do is you do something more like the Latios and Latios um, Eon yeah. ticket from Gen 6, and you that make it well such, yeah, you make it such that you still can, you can still distribute this item even after like the time lock is over, right? Um, yeah. I, I think that's what needs to happen. But I think that's an easy, easily fixable situation. Like, what you do is you just have one game save with it on it still, and then, like, let's say you and I do a link trade, Sublime. Well, now we just mixed records, essentially, at the same time. Therefore, everyone gets it that was a part of it. And then it just becomes yeah, canceled. Honestly, the Aeon ticket was so well done. That was very well done. I, I thought that was done incredibly well, was the Aeon ticket. Because that literally was the reason I started doing uh, Street Pass on my 3DS to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is worth noting those weren't mythicals. Th- those weren't worth. Th- those weren't mythicals. I do agree with you. I think you could still do the same thing though, and it- you have to do it a little bit more liberally. I think than Street Pass. Um, I-, I think you could do it in such a way that it's like, oh, well, I have it, and or like even if you do like a GTS trade or something like that, and that person had it. You mixed records with them. You got, mm-hmm. you get their, you the know, thingy. Yeah. you get to the ticket, right? And I think that's, I, that would one, encourage people to use the GTS in a not garbage way. And I I, I just think it's better overall. It, it just enhances the experience. The other thing that's happening, speaking of, of legendaries, is the May International Challenge is taking place from the 16th to the 23rd. Uh, well, that's registration. And battles are from the 24th to the 26th. And if you compete in it, you can get shiny Tapu Fini. Yay. That's the last uh, one. The rest that's of the last one. Already yeah, then released. we'll have all the shiny tapus. Yay. Um, and then we'll probably, they'll probably won't be shiny locked in Gen 8 somehow. So, uh, other than that, there wasn't too much else in the news other than like Detective Pikachu stuff that I don't really want to get into right now. There's one thing. Oh, yeah. What is it? Tell me. What did I miss? Uxy, Mesprit, and Azelf oh, are in Go now. Oh, right. They are. The mandatory Pogo update. Mandatory Pogo update. It's really cool with these ones because they're legendaries, but they're just kind of out. But in now the wild. they they stopped. They turned it off. I thought. Uh, I no, think they didn't turn it off yet. I heard they were no, turning it off and they're see. putting it in raids. I like that idea a lot because they're not special. great. Yeah. Niantic have announced the next Pokemon Go level five raid. Uh, after after Groudon leaves. The legendary Pokemon Uxi, Mesprit, and Azelf will replace it until May 27th. No! Yes, they're, they are late raid bosses, but they are also currently available okay. really, really rarely I think that's a really in good tie into the idea of a roaming po- uh, Pokemon. Yeah, no. I'm okay with that's that. That's what I like about it. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see. Get us then. something good soon, though, because I don't need those as raid bosses. Yeah, let's see. I think that's it then. Uh, other than Puckle News, the Gym Leader application is there. And then also, one thing that I didn't mention on the show last week that I wanted to mention on this this week. Um, so Puckle is hiring. If you want to help write for the site, help edit podcasts or help edit videos for our YouTube channel, and you're interested in doing that, 
if you head over to our Discord, we have a link to a Google form for you to fill out. We're we're looking for more people to help out, just because we're we're starting to like increase our workloads on a lot of different fronts. And it's helpful to have multiple people behind the scenes making things possible. So if you're interested in helping out, getting to know the staff better, this is a great way to get in. And a lot of the staff started that way. Yeah, and that's how I think that's how almost everybody got started. Yeah. Like minus me. I was a writer. William Scott was a writer. Jashiro was a writer. I think most people were writers. And then uh, was a writer. Recently, it started to spread out. Recently, it started to. Um, so if you guys are interested in trying to help the show out that way, like, or just the community, uh, we're, we're hiring and I'll also put the, I'll put the form in the show notes as well. So you can grab it from there because we're just looking for people to help out and it really, really does help. So, uh, I guess this is where we kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. So, uh, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. This segment is brought to you by Anime Gravy, your one-stop shop for anything anime, whether it be posters, pins, or any other cool stuff they sell. These guys are great. They're sponsoring this segment, so go check out AnimeGravy.com if you're if you're interested in seeing their products. Uh, also, let's see. What, what, so this is the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-hosts, both Seth and Sublime. They're going to be acting as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed questions, each of them worth a point, except for one of those, which has a bonus point. And they have a hint that they can use. If they don't use the hint and get all the questions correct, they get an extra point on top of that. So that's seven points, just helping the rich get richer. And so if you guys are ready, I've got the five questions from our Discord server. Hit us. All set. If you want to be challenged. Yeah. I love a challenge. All right. So our first question is from Old Man Tup. And he says... He wants to know, which is the only fully evolved starter Pokemon in the core Pokemon series to appear in the anime before its debut generation? Huh. Oh, Blaziken. Yep. Blaziken is correct. So that's that's one point for you guys today. You're doing well. You got your one for one. Yay, we know the anime well enough. (laughs) Okay, things are getting harder now. This next question, I believe, comes from Lord X. What month is represented by Whimsicott in the Unova horoscope? Okay, oh, no. why do you have to ask for them? Okay, let's see if we got this. I think it's Aries. So what month is Aries? Aries is... My brother is an Aries, and he's April 7th, so April. Is April your final answer? Why do you ask that? You could have just said yes. That I'm just good. asking. I'm just asking. I just want to know... He's giving us a chance to get the right answer. No, I'm though. just asking if that was your final answer. <laughs> Because we sure, were right for April. question one, and he didn't ask. Okay. Yeah. That's so, why it makes us feel like you're doing mind games, even though, like, we knew that so obviously that you didn't have to. Um, let's just go with, okay, yeah, why not a- April? Why not? Sure. No. April is correct. Yeah. I'm uh, so glad you knew your two. brother's month. <laughs> I did not expect you guys to get that one, actually. We pieced it together because I knew what uh, sign it was, and he knew what month was with the sign. I, I did not expect you guys to get that one. So, like, good on you. <laughs> one point closer to that tapestry. We're just gonna, we're gonna move on. Keep on going. So, this next one is from Uncle Oshawat. And as you guys, if you've been paying attention to the show lately, this third question that we've been doing something different is a "Who's that Pokemon?" question. We read you a Pokedex entry, and you tell us who's that Pokemon. So, 
This is from Pokemon Y. The Pokedex entry says, The guardians of an ancient city. They always fly the same route while keeping Sigilith. watch for invaders. It's Sigilith. Sigilith, yeah. Sigilith is correct. <laughs> I I was hoping I'd have a couple of minutes there, but apparently not. That's fine. Joke's on you. We're too <laughs> good. Uh, th- thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So our next question is our bonus point question. You uh, you guys are three for three right now. Uh, so there is no redemption point on the table for you with this question. Aww, <laughs> um, no redemption point because you don't need a redemption point. So there are several Pokemon that keep their b- abilities after Mega Evolution. I believe there are six of them. If you name three of them, you get one point. If you name all six, you get uh, you get two points. Okay. So if it retains it. So for example... Blaziken gets uh speed boost, but only if it had speed boost to begin with. That would count. You yes. see, okay, because yeah. you know it was the hidden ability, then it just becomes the ability. So, all right. yes. so just starting off, we've got Scizor and Tyranitar in addition to Blaziken. Abomasnow. Abomasnow. Yeah. Mega Abomasnow keeps no warning. Um, so that's four. Uh, Slowbro is a no. No. Aerodactyl's um, a no. Let's just go through the list. The other um, Hoenn starters are no. Um, Absol's no, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, no. all those are no. I mean, Blaziken was the only starter uh, that does it. Mawile? No, definitely no. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm wow. Literally gets the second head. Good job, me. <laughs> it gets huge power. I was thinking Metacham, but Metacham. <laughs> Metacham. Okay, that's five. So now I just need the sixth. Um. Well, then there's technically seven because I didn't count Metacham. Ah, I love that. This <laughs> happens every time. <laughs> but I'll still take no, no, six. No. Mega okay. Metacham goes from huge power to pure power. Ooh. No. No. Uh, okay, one more. Um, what are the five we have so far, Thatch? Uh, you have Scizor, Tyranitar, Blaziken, Abomasnow, and Medicham. Okay. Mm, not any of the legendaries. And none of the eight Pokemon like Pinsir, Gardevoir, etc., etc., um, I am going to need an answer. Yeah. We've just pieced five together real quick. You wanted that minute or two, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's been a minute, I think. Yeah. I think it's been a minute. Mewtwo? Uh, no. No, no it's it none of the legendaries. I was going through them. Um, yeah. The pressure. Uh. Wait a minute. What about the Lottie's? It's yep, the Lottie's. It yep. That's it. We did seven uh, out of six. Ha ha ha. All of those questions are correct. You guys are five for four right now, and you haven't used the hint yet. So we're going into our last base stat, or last question, which is typically a base stat question, but I've been changing it up, and you're probably going to be a little sad about this one. Ah. So the question, this one also comes from the Discord server. Which Pika clone has the highest base stat total? Oh, <sighs> No. Pika clone. <laughs> Does partner Pikachu count? No, it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, well, it's not Plusle and Minin. Let's look at what they are real fast. You got the Plusle and Minin, um, Pachirizu, Emolga, Dedene, and Togedemaru. Okay. I feel like it'd be a more recent one. Yeah, I don't think it's Plusle Minin. So it's it's definitely not Plusle or Minin. So it's either, I, if I had to guess, it would be Emolga, Dedene, or Pachirizu. I was going to say Togedemaru, because that sounds like the highest-ish. It's got decent speed, it's got decent defenses, and an okay attack. Um, Dedene, I can't think of anything noteworthy it does. Emolga's fast. Emolga, 
I think it's either I don't think it's Dedene either. Watsupi Dedene. Uh I think yeah. it's either Omolga or uh Toga Demaru, but I really don't know which it would be. Yeah, I don't know which one it is between those two. I feel like it is those two though. Unless we count Azumarill. Ha ha ha. The secret The Pika Blue. <laughs> the secret Pika Club. Um hmm. It's even got the ears like a Pikachu. Yeah. Who would know get this? Get oh, this is annoying. I would think Togedemaru between the two. Yeah, but... But, but we want to get that bonus point, We want point, the yo. bonus point. Ugh. Like, so few, so rarely does one get a perfect sweep. And we have it down to a coin toss, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're just flat out wrong and it right? is Right, and it is... <laughs> Dedene. <sighs> Well, you, should uh, well, you know coin. what? Pachirisu does have a really high special defense stat, also. I don't think it's Pachirisu. Okay, why don't we just go with Toga tomorrow? Because, in general, it seems like there's a power creep in Pokemon, so it would make sense for it to be the most recent. Yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. Well, uh, whether we get it right or wrong, we did good today. So, yeah, Toga tomorrow. Yep. YOLO, Toga tomorrow. Tokudemaru is correct. Yes! Uh, with a base stat total of 435. <laughs> Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's closely followed by Tadene at 431. What? Uh, yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? Partner Pikachu's at, par- partner Pikachu is at 430, even though it didn't yeah. count. Amoga's at 428. Um, I'm looking for the rest of them for you, but, uh. What's Pachirizu? They're hiding. Okay. But Pachirizu is at 405. It's actually the worst one. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, don't use <laughs> that one. That's the one that won Worlds. <laughs> Where are Plusle and Minon on this list? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. So you you guys got seven points uh, as long as I wasn't wrong about anything, but I'm not retroactively fixing it. So that gives you guys five points for the or seven points for today, and that just that just cranks you guys up on top of the board. So yeah. uh, in first place we have Sublime and Seth tied for first place uh, with seven points. Tied for third we have Basket and Snag with four. And bringing up fifth, we've got our Sigma with two. They're in a race to 30 against their fellow co-host for that $20 credit to T Public to maybe buy a tapestry. Yeah, boy. So that is it for this luck. episode of Puckles Pokey Quiz. We're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube, all from our website, PocoPodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pocolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And welcome to the topic. The topic, as always, is just here where we talk about things. Uh, I, I was using the the mailbag intro. But this week, we're going to be talking about Detective Pikachu expectations. The reviews have already started coming out for this movie. Apparently, it's been screened, and I'm upset I did not get an invitation to screen it and then write up about it on my very, very famous website. And <laughs> it's got, let me check, Rotted Tomatoes, last I checked, was a 70%, which is actually pretty good for movies. Yeah, it is. I, I'm surprised by that, just like as a general consensus. But the thing that I did notice about a lot of the reviews, a lot of the reviews was that we had 
a lot of people who weren't Pokemon fans going to see it, which I guess is fair because that's the general audience. It's being sold to more than just Pokemon fans, for sure. Yeah. Like, I have coworkers at work who know nothing about Pokemon games and are excited to see this movie. Okay, see, that makes sense. I, I want to see what it's like. I think, let me check right now. I'm checking Rotted Tomatoes if it ever pulls it up. It is, oh, that's just the news. I want to actually see the, uh, the Detective Pikachu is still at a 70%. It is at a 70%, which is pretty good for a good, uh, what's it called? A video, video game, game movie. movie. Yeah. I mean, it's probably better than Sonic's going to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, they complained so much about Sonic that they said they're going to go back and change That's it. true. They're going to change Sonic, uh, at least. like That poor animation studio. Oh, my gosh. I mean, maybe they should do something that's not garbage before we feel bad for him. Oh, wow. Okay, so Detective Peachy's at 70. I just realized that Captain Marvel's at 78, and I didn't think Captain Marvel was a bad movie. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a, it was a good movie. movie. I thought it was a good movie. I yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like blow your pants off Iron Man, but it was like it was a good movie. So I, that's fair. I like it. So Detective Pikachu's at seventy percent. I, I I mean, it's probably the bad things. Probably because if you're not familiar with Pokemon, you might not really like it. I because what I fully expect is for this to be more of a celebration of Pokemon in this movie than I think else. it will have a celebration of Pokemon, but. I don't know that that's explicitly all that it is, because if you look at the trailers, they are, like, funny, even if you don't know much about Pokemon at all, right? And I think that's, that's what's true. really selling this. That's mm-hmm. because you have Ryan Reynolds. It was the perfect yes. casting, honestly. You have Deadpool Pikachu. It was, you have Deadpool as Pikachu, and there's not a, like, there's a similar vein of humor in it, even. And yes. that's what sells this to anyone. Mm-hmm. Because people see the trailers and they get excited to go see it with Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I think it's I'm more hyped for this than I think I should be. Uh, It's just it feels like we're finally getting a more mature Pokemon story. I mean, I, I guess when I get there, I'll be like, that was a little bit more childish than I thought it would be. And that's probably on me for having higher expectations than I that I wanted to have. And I, I, I don't know. We'll see how that turns out, though. I don't think a wisecracking Pikachu is going to make for the most mature movie, but I don't necessarily know that it is, like, mature or immature. It's just there. I think it is. The wisecracks that he's making, they not in an inappropriate way, but they seem very adult. Like, mm. haha, caffeine addiction. Kids don't necessarily know too much about it. Like, young kids, they, they know of it, but, like... It's one of those things with the pacing that I think kids would laugh at it regardless. Yeah. And adults would laugh because they understand the joke. It's funny. Yes. Like that crack about uh, the main character having a Pikachu bed and Pikachu's like, not sure if I should be flattered or like concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's also reportedly a joke about cocaine. Nice. Get it on there. Under the radar. Yeah. N- nicely done. Sure. So it's in there. I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see. I, I'm, I think one of the things I'm also very excited to see is the world that they've built. Yes. And actually understand it. Because like... Uh, we've seen things where we've gotten snippets of like this underground battling ring that Pikachu's going to fight a Charizard in, and you later see a Gyarados in. Probably because like the uh, the Magikarp we see Pikachu throwing around probably evolves, and we get that gag. Oh shoot! I didn't even put that together. Yeah, we probably we probably get that gag. Let's be completely honest. Yes, and- I'm so excited. <laughs> but like we see that, but we also see like the police department and everything. I I want to see because I don't I don't think this is going to really follow the Detective Pikachu game to the T whatsoever. Nor should it at all. Nor should it. I I agree. But did you know red plus yellow equals orange? 
<laughs> and it's uh it's it's a very interesting uh it's it's a very interesting take on it though i want to see what's in the world how it functions how it's built uh, I, I i am very interested to see how like this underground battling ring works and how they display battles and stuff like that because there are rumors that there's like another pokemon film in the works where we actually get like the more traditional pokemon story yeah, that's what I've heard is their intended thing next. The legendary, I think, is the producer of the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're, for lack of a better term, making a Pokemon cinematic universe if if this movie goes uh, well. This is going to go well. I expect this movie to go I well. I like it. I like the idea. It's it, going to go well. I think well. it's cool. I don't expect whatever they're doing next to go as well. I agree with that. <laughs> I think it could. Because, like... Part of the reason this movie is going to be so successful is because it's a Pokemon. It's a great movie that happens to be a Pokemon movie. And once you just start making it a more explicitly Pokemon journey type movie, I think it will lose that. Well, the thing is that this movie has a framework, a guideline to it, like storyline wise, in a sense. But a red movie or whatever, if you want to go that way, is kind of an open palette. They can do however much or however little they want to with it, it kind of becomes their story with Pokemon in it at that point. I just don't know so, how well that would do as like a movie. You know what I mean? As a mainstream movie either. The fact that it's such a huge unknown is what kind of sounds really interesting to me is there's so much they could do. I'd rather just have a TV show, you know, because I feel like mm. I, I just don't think it it's built in such a way that you can fit it into an hour and a half to two hours. That's true. And I don't think that Pokemon's in the place that we can have like end game length movies because of <laughs> just because of where like first of all video game movies aren't in the best place in the entire world like whatsoever. Mostly because no. a lot of video game movies are good as either like short series or they'd be better as like TV shows, something like that. Like I was saying, cuz video game content gets stretched out pretty far. I I think a good example of this like open world games probably don't go to movies very well like let's just throw that out there very quickly right like i think that's part of the reason like your assassin's creeds didn't do that well as a movie and and stuff like that i think this is going to go well and that pokemon will do well and they'll tread carefully only because it's nintendo and this is like the first nintendo outing since the super mario brothers movie and that really we don't talk about that that really burned them, and, like, they finally got, like, I have to say, somebody offered them probably way more money than they should have for the Detective Pikachu franchise. When you're dealing with the highest grossing intellectual property ever, you have to offer something really good. Yeah, and so I'm saying that they're, not only that, but their quality control on this type of deal is gonna be crazy high. And to be honest, I would rather have a Detective Pikachu 2 yes. than a different pokemon movie in the same world i think it depends on how this movie ends because sure that's a good point the detective pikachu game has I mean, we talked about this i guess about a year ago now but we we did a show on the detective pikachu game that came out and it's very clear that that game has a very overarching premise that may or may not be spoilers for this movie but i'll, I'll say it anyway because you should have played the game by now why would anyone play that game? I don't know, but you should have heard about the game. But, like, the the undertone is that uh, Detective Pikachu is Tim's dad. Like, that that is the undertone. It's not, it's not said explicitly in the game ever, 
So it's just like implied. Okay. His dad is Ryan Reynolds. I want Ryan Reynolds to be my dad. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd be rich. <laughs> there was a, this is, this is slightly off topic. There is a tweet um, from one of the, like the news paparazzi things yes. where it showed a picture of Ryan Reynolds next to his wife and his wife was, his wife is pregnant right now. And it said, it said, uh, <laughs> Uh, I love this. Uh, I forget what's her name. I've, oh my gosh, Blake, Blake Lively. Blake, Blake, Li- Blake Lively is pregnant. What is it? And then he tweets a baby. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You'll never guess what it is. It's hopefully, a baby. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sassy. She's gonna have an egg. <laughs> He's so sassy. Yeah. No. I, I mean, Ryan. I, I, but that's kind of the undertone there. I mean, there's also things in the trailer that kind of like spoil the game too. Because, like, it's a huge thing in the game that Pikachu can't use its attacks because it learned to talk, so it can't attack. It's kind of like Meowth can't using pay- can't use Payday. Why does Meowth get everything, then? And so, like, Pikachu can't use uh, can't use his electric attacks. And then at the, in the trailer, you see it use electric attacks at the end. So, like, huh. I, I imagine there's going to be a pretty big showdown. We'll see how it turns out. A Pokemon showdown. A Pokemon showdown. Or or a Pokken tournament, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aesthetically, it's closer to that. <laughs> aesthetically, it is closer to Pocket Tournament. That is true. I think we did get another like last minute trailer in the last couple weeks, though. We get a lot of stuff from Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that too. the The casting. Yes, that was that very was super cute. cute. Which is a great example about how this is not catering to Pokemon fans because what does Whitney Houston have to do with Pokemon? <laughs> But it was the perfect song for that for that video. They chose a lot of really crazy, uh, really crazy music for this so far, and like I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I think it's all worked really well. There's that whole cons- not conspiracy video, but like I'm gonna sk- stay with it. Conspiracy video that the very first trailer they cho- they specifically chose Happy Together because it fits the same kind of musical tune as the Pokemon theme song. It does though. Oh. And like what's even great is like the music that they I, I don't know if the album's out yet or not for the soundtrack. I mean I do want to go grab it once it's out. I know Oshawott's posted some things in the Discord because mm-hmm. they do have moments where like you can hear them taking like music from the game and kind of like I I don't know, it's stylized in such a way that I find it really appealing. It is out. They've done a really good job kind of immersing this world into yes. the game world. Yeah. With all the Easter eggs in the background, the the posters and the signs for everything, the Octillery making sushi in the back of the most recent trailer. Yes. It's so good. And the Octillery looks creepy. Like, we know the Pokemon of this one. They are they have fur. They look like real-life versions of their Pokemon. Whatever they did a very good it. job of that, though. Because, like, I'd rather, yeah, ha- I'd rather yeah. have that than just, like, full-on CGI Pikachu. You know what I mean? Yeah. But mm-hmm. Octillery's weird because it just looks like a, a 3D Octillery. That's just because of that <laughs> Pokemon no fur, and yeah. how it looks. That's just it. It's just, there it is. No fur, no weird changes or anything. It's just wet. <laughs> uh, so uh, back on the topic of like where this could lead, I think what they could do is maybe not like a red movie, but what they could do is they could start doing like original stories set in the Pokemon world. Ew. I think they'll do Detective Pikachu too. I think Detective Pikachu 2 will happen, but I think they'll, they're will they definitely going to want to step outside of it. Like, they're definitely going to try to step outside. I don't know. If this is a successful thing, why would you want to step outside of it if you know it works? Because people want to make more money. Which is why you know what works will make money. <laughs> no, but they also, they also know cinematic universes work. No. We know that Marvel works. You cannot just say that all cinematic universes work. <laughs> Hi, DC. Uh, <laughs> we know that one cinematic universe works. 
that that's that's kind of true. I can see like the Pokemon cinematic universe actually working. Like that one can actually work if they do it right. And I think what can happen is you can have it slowly step outside of its comfort zone, right? You you step out of the Detective Pikachu a little bit. You keep the same art assets and stuff like that. And like you tell the story of like a gym leader or something like that, right? You you can get into more like anime esque stories. Granted, this was made more by an American production team than anything else. But, uh, th- I mean, I think you could definitely do something like that, where you can tell, like, original stories. Yeah, it definitely opens it up, and that's what's really exciting. Yeah, that is probably the most exciting uh, aspect of this entire thing. I honestly just want a Detective Pikachu franchise. Yes. <laughs> I'm still real curious if we'll see a single Gen 8 dropped in there somewhere. I I don't think so. I think we're going to get something. Because I think you'll get one Gen 8 or something dropped in. They won't draw attention to it. You'll just be like, this is my fifth time seeing that movie. What's that Pokemon? I've never seen that one. Uh, I don't know if it'll be like that. I think they'll definitely try to tie it in, though, to the Sword and Shield release this weekend. They should, because uh, as we've discussed numerous times, the way they did Meltan was like the first time in Uh, how long mm -hmm. since there was a genuine surprise about something, you know? Yeah, and this Meltem is the great. Uh, this would have been a great opportunity to do that as well. So yeah, like they're zooming through a Pokemon Center and it lands on one weird Pokemon for a second longer than it should. Exactly. And cuts back to the story. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I I'm very curious to see how it goes. Like I'd love to see. I, I I don't know. I think you could put a Gen Eight Pokemon even more explicitly, like in like an end credit sequence or something like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, it just like like Pikachu just like bumps into something, says something sassy. And it's like a new Pokemon. Who are you? Cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think that's what could happen. And then we're, we're just like, oh, man, what's going on? And then immediately after that, Nintendo's like, yeah, we figured out the mystery. Here's here's your uh, here's your Koro Koro oh, trailer. That's so good. <laughs> we figured out the mystery. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man, I made I made an unintentional funny. You made a really good marketing campaign just right there. <laughs> Uh, they should hire me. I'm telling you. Uh, right? I would fix a lot of their Pokemon. Let me tell you. Uh, I'd fix a lot of Pokemon if uh, the Pokemon franchise, if they just let me in, guys. Just let me in. Uh, <laughs> let me in or explain to me why you don't do things. Like, I want to get in an interview with, like, Jujutsu Matsuda and ask, like, the hard-hitting questions, you know? What is one hard-hitting question you would ask? Why don't we get Dark Rise tile events anymore? <laughs> and then, then we're done. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, or why wasn't the Battlefront, what kind, what, what is this? Why wasn't the Battlefront tier in Oras? You've heard us screaming for a decade. Where have you been? Why aren't you listening? Because <laughs> they want you to suffer. Why, why don't you love me, Game Freak? Throw me a bone. That's all I want. That's all I Insert want. Insert Cubone joke. Uh, that's not nearly as funny. The, solving the mystery of what Pokemon it is is a much better one. I like it. Um, and from the Detective Pikachu movie. Uh, we might get a Meltan drop, at least. I feel like you'll get a Meltan yeah. reference. I feel like that'll be in there somewhere. The last thing I want to talk about, and a great great way to wrap this up, is did you see that PokemonCenter.com has literally, like, all of the merchandise for this? It's so good! Yes. Including, like, the shirts and stuff. Like, it's, like, in-universe clothing, and this is all yeah. I've wanted. I love the mugs, uh, the, um, the Noctowl like brand of coffee they have yeah all i want is this in in universe stuff and they've done such a good job of it yeah like come on guys it's really the smartest idea for merch they've had in a while because the movie takes place in a real world like aesthetic so that you can have real world stuff to match it it's brilliant 
It's really sell the props. It's done so well. Like I love the unknown shirt that like they had and that all this cool. other stuff. Exclusive digital downloads. What is this? They made Mister My merch that isn't creepy. I can download this wallpaper. It is happening. Okay, done. Downloaded this wallpaper, <laughs> dude. It's amazing. I love it. It's so cool. It's just great. Like Pokemon Center is knocking it. Pokemon Center in general has just been knocking out of the park ever since it came back. It's just been knocking out of the park. And this is just a further example of how it knocked it out of the park. <laughs> you just like, would you like this? And then I have some Detective Pikachu toys. Uh, and you can get some Detective Pikachu toys. And then the rest of the sitting cuties came out. Oh my gosh. Woo. Pokemon Center, stop making me happy. Okay, but have you guys seen the hat? Everyone was obsessed with the hat. Which hat? The Detective Pikachu hat. The police one? No, the plush ears hat. Oh, I didn't even see that. The it's what so now? good. Let me link it. Let me link it. Uh, I'm just I'm just looking at the Detective Pikachu. They have like some nice stuff though. Oh my gosh, I see it. You're right. It's great, right? Oh, and they have a they have a metal sign for the Noctowl coffee. I love Are the Noctowl. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's so good. Good stuff. Good stuff. The topic is what to buy from Pokemon Center. Center. The answer, yeah. all of it. All of it. That's the answer. The Detective Pikachu plus your I love that I can a buy winner. a polo shirt that says Rhyme City Police Department on it, by the way, so I can like walk around and pretend to actually be an officer. Someone who won't have heard of it will bu- will buy it. I'm going to stop you right there, sir. <laughs> we need to get an affiliate link, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but that's a good place to stop it. If you guys have any more thoughts on to take a picture, or if you see it this week, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to see what you have to say. We are going to take a short break, though, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Are you guys looking to get some cool Puckle swag? Well, we got a couple great shirts for you over at the Puckle Tea Public Store. You can get something like the PuckleCon 2019 shirt, which is coming up in just like a, six weeks. It's super close. Very excited for that. Or if you want, Basket just put up the old Viridian Guild t-shirt. So if you want to go check out the all of the artwork of all of the co-hosts for the show put together in one awesome piece, and you can go get like an awesome tapestry of it or a t-shirt or an art print of some sort, it actually looks really cool, and I hope you guys go check it out. I, I think it's great. It's a nice celebration of all of us who we are putting our hearts and souls into the show. But if you go over to Puckle Public, there's plenty of other cool designs as well. Uh, as always, the link is in the show notes, and everything you buy there does come back and help support the show, helps us do awesome things, like I said earlier, and helps us make those cool badges for Summer League. So, if you guys are interested, please check it out. Support the show. Uh, until then, I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number Mr. Mime, the Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) We chose Mr. Mime because it's in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and we totally forgot to prep for that part. We prep for everything else in this show except for that part, but that's Uh, fine. While we're stalling, I'm quickly pulling up a Dex entry. (laughs) We got everything else ready. Mr. Mime is not a terrible Pokemon, it turns out. It's just, you know what? It really lost its, uh, like, it's outclassed by Gardevoir, but that doesn't matter when there are other tiers, so. Yeah, I'm surprised. He's technically untiered right now, which really makes me upset. Because he's not bad. Like, okay, National Deck number one twenty two, the barrier Pokemon. There we go. Somebody somebody his ultrasound his ultrasound entry states his pantomime skills are wonderful. You may become enraptured while watching it, but next thing you know, Mr. Mime has made a real wall. Ta da.
Yay. Okay. Yay. Yay. Hooray. He has he has a stellar 120 special defense and a 100 special attack, which in lower which are tiers both isn't bad. Terribly- Wait, what did you say its defense was? Special defense is 120. Yeah, yeah. Special defense is good, although it is hampered by 40 HP. 40 HP and 65 defense doesn't help either. Yeah. Uh, base 90 speed also isn't bad. In lower tiers, 90 is fine, right? So It's got almost the same EV set, uh, base stat total as Togedemaru. Yeah, like it's... There you go. It's got higher. Togemaru is four thirty five. Okay, I was saying almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't don't trash talk my Mister Mime. Uh, he also stars in the Detective Pikachu movie, which you should all go see. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that because they're not paying me money to say that. Nintendo, pay me money to say that, or I'm going to tell them not to go see your movie. He looks like a baby wearing dodgeball shoulders. <laughs> he, I don't know. He's not terrible though. You built a team around him though, Seth. And uh, let, let's dig into it. I think I think it starts with Sublime. Yeah, so of course the star of the team is Mr. Mime, which in Gen 6 got fairy typing, so now it's a psychic fairy like Gardevoir, and if there was one thing Mr. Mime had over Gardevoir, it would be access to Nasty Plot, which is such a good move. So you can use it to really sweep with with Nasty Plot once you get that going. Uh, The set we're running today is a Timid Nature, Max Speed, Max Special Attack, as one would do for a sweeper, with Ferium Z. And then your moves are, of course, Nasty Plot to set up. And then you have Dazzling Gleam, Psy Shock, and Focus Blast. Worth noting, Mr. Mime does not get Moon Blast. Sad face. Sad. But that's the star. And then, you know what my favorite pivot is? You know what my favorite Pokemon from Gen 7 in general is? Probably the one we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's what it I It is. It is. What a good guess. Yeah. We are not the people to ask that question to. <laughs> we know the answer. <laughs> yes. And that would be none other than uh, a cat that's got a dark nature to it, like the, the Alolan Persian. Yes. Which is such a good pivot. Oh my gosh. Just fur coat, parting shot. You got stab on foul play, so your attack doesn't even matter. You, t- you shrug off phys- physical attacks like nothing. So you throw on a rocky helmet. Now you're punishing people for attacking you. You know, add some taunt and some knockoff for utility for some utility. And you've got like a fantastic utility um, pivot for the team to get in what we need to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's great. Persian's so good. So good. He's really good. And then you can pivot into Jellicent <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> because you got a fighting type attack coming for that Persian, so you switch into Jellicent. And it's it's carrying a Colberberry today because it's scared of them dark type moves. And that that makes sense. Knockoff is scary. Incineroar is scary. Incineroar prominent is in is NU as well. Scary. This is an NU team where Incineroar is one of the most prominent Pokemon. Yes. Uh so two fifty two HP, two fifty two defense, bulk up that bulky boy, uh recover scald hex toxic. That's a pretty standard Jellicent set. And I think I think toxic in NU. I think the toxic jealous set is the way to go. Yeah, um, and then you can always you can always make a fire water grass core by grabbing everybody's favorite fire starter. You've guessed it, Typhlosion. Uh, uh, my guess was wrong. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> guess was wrong. Uh, <laughs> unless it's unless it's uh, unless what year is it? Unless it's like two thousand. 2000 unless it's the year 2000 or 2001 everybody got that answer wrong <laughs> <laughs> um so typhlosion with choice specs because that's kind of the way to run an nu 252 special attack 252 speed timid you got to make that boy go fast because you're clicking eruption 
uh, eruption. You got focus blast, fire blast for when you switch him out because he has no HP. Once left you take any damage, you want fire blast because stealth rocks exist. Yeah, uh, and then hidden power grass just for coverage, so you don't get walled by jelly. And on the topic of stealth rocks existing, we can yes, bop on over to the third member of the firewater grass core, which is Delmise. And we've got an assault vest on it with the only ability it gets, Steelworker. EVs are 156 HP, 252 attack, 100 speed. The speed is to outrun Pinchberry variants of Incineroar. You've got an adamant nature and the moves of Power Whip, Anchor Shot, Rapid Spin, and Earthquake. We're running an assault vest on this thing to kind of bulk up the special side because between Jellicent and uh, Persian, we're really good physically. And this is kind of just patch up that special rapid spin gets rid of the rocks for typhlosion and mr mime in a sense to get him in unscathed because he does not have a lot of hp to work with earthquake is good for smacking incineroar before it hits you and the other moves are just stab anchor shot technically is stab thanks to Steelworker. <laughs> and the last pokemon we needed rocks of our own so what better to do it than steelix with leftovers ability is sturdy EVs are 252 HP, 76 attack, and 180 special defense with a careful nature. Moves are Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Heavy Slam, and Curse. The attack EVs are to two-hit KO Incineroar after Stealth Rock. Offensive variants specifically. This is so, this is all, like, Steelix is just like, if you're playing it in you, you probably have a Steelix. <laughs> is your, yeah, if it's, uh, it's usually Steelix for the rocks. Steelix yeah. probably is on your team. Just it's really saying. good. And it's cool backup setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a backup win con. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's a good team. And uh, for those of you who are patrons, if you want to get a shiny Mr. Mime with this set this week, you can do so by going over to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast and signing up if you're not already. And you, we're giving away shiny shiny uh, Mr. Mime from Tuesday to Thursday, so you're ready for that premiere. And of all the ugly green shinies, Mr. Mime's kind of a cool one. Yeah, it's actually not a bad green. Yeah. It's like a and it's lime not green. all green. It's just like the red becomes green. Yeah, so I'm okay with it. It's not bad. It's the green dodgeballs. <laughs> it's like a red light and a green light. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. You can you Except can have they a shiny. Should all Mr. be Mime. red light because all Mr. Mime need to stop. I wonder if there's gonna be shiny Pokemon in in uh, Detective Pikachu. Ooh. We haven't seen anything like that, right? Just the just the Psyduck with the foot massage. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is gonna be it. For this episode, or this this segment of uh, Poke of the Episode, we're going to switch gears and we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, if we remember, we'll give people the Green Tauros badge uh, for writing good emails and stuff, uh, which is just a roll on the Discord server. It makes your name green and people will know that you want it. There you go. Yeah. Hooves. so we didn't do a mailbag last week because we had the interview with False Swipe Gaming. If you haven't seen that interview with False Swipe Gaming yet, please go check it out. It's a really good one. I enjoyed having him on, and he has some good war stories to tell about YouTube. So definitely go ahead and go check that out. Don't stop listening to this one. Finish it. Go listen to it later. Um, and so <laughs> uh, this next up, so we have a we have a few emails of this week asking you guys what you think about competitive battling and its future. So our first email this week is from. 
uh tr- pokemon trainer jake and i think you've got this one sublime yep all right hey Funko crew you're not kidding some of those theory youtube video titles are ridiculous anyway i love the discussion of gen 8 vgc my friends and i primarily do six on six battles but the switch release intrigues us both to want to jump into the vgc pool i think having online tournaments would be an awesome addition to the vgc landscape Outside of winning a regional, getting enough CP may be a result of pay-to-play. Online tournaments would complement these tournaments, which you do get CP from those already. So We were talking about on the show that week, though, increasing the amount of CP payout, mm. like making it possible to get there just on the CP payout from the online tournaments. I think you have to go to at least one regional. Like You, have to, you have to go to at least one, right? We're not saying right you now. have to fly around the country, but like... They're they're regional for a reason. Go to the one in your region. Um, <laughs> Some of the yeah. regions don't have good ones though. Like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Move honest. out of whatever Midwest place you live and go somewhere where there's people. There you go. No, no, it's not the Midwest even. Like the Midwest has a ton of them. I mean, granted, yes, there are places without people, but then you're just like you're alienating the people who don't have a chance because they don't live in that in that part of the. Country, I mean, that's know? also true of like Pokemon Go. Like, you gotta be you. You need I, to be the Little Mermaid. You need to yeah. be where the people are. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what I'm trying what I'm trying to advocate for is a more even playing field. I completely here. agree because, like, yes. Um, if you have lots of money, that's always been true, though. If you have lots of money, you can go to more events, which increases your odds of getting what you need yes and it ends up just being a bunch of college kids i'm gonna be completely honest uh, mostly college kids yes you mostly with rich parents yes yes <laughs> sure uh where were but you? they get whatever they want anyway moving on um i don't think they should do away with the in-person tournaments altogether as they add an additional layer to the battle reading your opponent is important to predictions over the internet you don't get to witness someone getting frustrated fearful fearful or other facial expressions that may clue you into what your opponent may be doing. So for me, fingers crossed for both an in-person and online tournament. Take care, Pokemon Trainer Jake. Well, good news. Both of those things exist. Get into it. Uh, I just think they need to, I think they need to increase, like right now it's just the three internationals, and I think you get like 50 CP if you do the best or something like that. Like, I think that's all you get. So just, just, just put it in context. Uh, all right, so this next one is from Catherine McCartan. And you got all this right, one, I've got, Yep, I've got that one. Hello, all the way from Northern Ireland. I think it would be great for the competitive scene to be online, as there's literally nothing near me, and I want to get into competitive. Currently playing through the Black game for the first time, even though it's my favorite gen. Or the first time, even though it's your favorite? What are you doing? How is that your work? favorite? How does that work? <laughs> They got it. I mean, it's fun. Maybe you just left Snivy. Maybe, maybe, maybe they did Valid. the white version or something like that. Who knows? And it's all about Electros to weaknesses. Uh, no weaknesses? Is that a title no we- for no weaknesses? Uh, yeah. I, I'm Two is T-O. So all uh, about Electros. Weak- yeah. Electros is cool. I like it. Um, started these podcasts a while ago and loving it. Hoping Ireland's included in the false region. Just move some clouds <laughs> over or do a cool post game there. Good luck with everything. Bye. Sent from my iPhone. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a little island with a contentious border issue. That right, would be sorry fun. about Brexit. That's gonna mess <laughs> it up even more. <laughs> I feel like that's why Ireland wasn't shown in Galar. I'm gonna be completely honest. That would be like if it was exactly the same as Sinnoh and it was the Shaman Island off the edge. That would be so neat. Maybe we'll see. Executor Island there. There you go. All right. So the next one is from Smacky the Frog. 
Hey there, Puckle Squad. Smacky the Frog, aka Smackworth here. I like that people like have like one handle and then they just have here's another handle you can call me. Uh, a handle for your handle. Here's a handle for your handle. It's all about branding. I am a competitive melee player and Pokemon veteran who hasn't bothered with Pokemon since X and Y. But thanks to knowledge dropped by Thatch and friends on the podcast, I've been eating my e- oh easing. I, I read that as eating, <laughs> easing my way back into the scene since last December or so. Although Ultra Moon was con- has consumed 170 of my hours of my life since February, I am still thankful to the hard work you guys put in every week to have provided me with infinite hours of entertainment for this year. So I decided to hit up your Patreon and throw a few Poke Dollars your way to say thanks for that one, guys. My response to the mailbag question is that I hope VG- the VGC scene will evolve into something similar to the Smash Bros. tournament events, in which there are TV pl- setups for players to plug into. Although I do expect the smaller tournament series to be online and streamed, similar to how the Smash Ultimate online tournaments are set up. Having land tournaments with TV setups would require a lot of capital, but if Smash Brothers can do it, I can't see why Pokemon can't. I can, but that's for a different day. Um, <laughs> I also have a follow-up question for you guys regarding Mantine Surfing. Which is, have any Puckle host or listeners ever experienced a glitch where your score was drastically cut after a good surfing run? I recently went on a sick run where I completely ate flawless and should have easily scored over 200,000 points, but was disappointed to see I only was rewarded 50,000 points. Nope. You just, maybe you were just bad. I don't know. Um, also, what's your guys' high score, high score on Mantine Surfing, just out of curiosity? I don't remember. I have no idea. I think I got 11 battle points once. That's all I know. That's whatever <laughs> that converts to. Thanks for your time, everyone. Um, so he, he has a, uh, he has a few things that I, in a PS that I want to, I want to use as a PSA. <laughs> he has been having issues creating an account on the Puckle website. So is everybody because that functionality of the website is broken and has been for like years. But now everybody wants to make an account on that website for some reason. Um, if you have if you have made an account, you already have an account. It's there. You can probably just log in just fine. Um, you can. You can't don't actually need a, don't need a confirmation email. And he asked if uh, he asked that if I ever need a Plan C for a podcast co-host or YouTube commentator, feel free to message me via email or at Instagram. Um, so like I said, um, we are looking for editors and stuff like that. That's probably the best way to get in. We just don't pick up co-hosts for funsies from places. Um, it's usually people who have spent a lot of time dedicated to the Puckle community, like Sublime and Seth both have, um, that get to be on the show. That's how the, how, that's how things work around here. It's usually people who have, uh, who have shown that they care about Puckle to like a great extent. Yeah, if you participate, if you want to be like on it, you got to be a part of the community, participating, contributing. Yeah, exactly. You have so to be a uh, please come hang out with us, and like, yeah, yeah, that's all that means. There. Come and hang out with us. That's all. Uh, fill out the form. Uh, <laughs> become a uh, become a YouTube or podcast editor. So I think uh, this is a relatively short email segment. Then uh, I guess we can jump into one more. I, I got one more ready. This last one is from Tiberia CN. He doesn't even say hi to you guys. This is this is Aww. awful. It just says Thatch. Delete. <laughs> no Toros batch for you. Tiberius CN here. Thank you for that delightful Umbreon team last week. It's a lot of fun to play. I yeah, have been thank on the you, fence Thatch. about becoming a Patreon patron a few months ago, but I've been pushed over the edge. The Puckle community is something I can be very happy to support. Now to the topic. I have all the feels about VGC and don't know how to convey them concisely but here it goes regarding formats i like 2017 and love 2018 and now hate all of 2019 (laughs) honestly they could have just keep the 2018 rules as a permanent playlist i would be happy i really dislike using legendaries and mythical pokemon in general 
when legendaries are high and higher are allowed, you just see the meta consolidate into uh, consolidate too much, and that's just boring in my book. Also, well, that's in- why they changed yeah. it into three different ones to keep it fresh. That is why uh, this year, because they knew it was going to get real bad if they. But you know, I feel like everyone will be excited for the sun and moon because whenever a new gen comes out, that first VGC year is always really fresh and yeah. really fun. So. Also, getting and training legendaries how you want on cart is a big pain in the rear, and I just don't have time for that. As for the future, I sincerely hope VGC moves online. I am mostly an Xbox player, and I use Xbox Live effectively to keep in touch with my friends and sometimes make new ones. Sounds like the Puckle Discord. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it's also where I play all of my really competitive games except Pokemon. If Game Freak could just use the example of my countless multiplayer games and make VGC a mostly online experience, I would honestly care about it more. The very big tournaments could and should still be in person. However, in yep. this day and age, to require a video game competition to be in person every time is just uh, beyond me to justify. Um, who has the time and money to do that frequently? Rich college kids. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to know I won't get into is multiple competitive formats concurrently in VGC. Kind of like a small subset of Smogon playlists. In, the, in other multiplayer genres, mm. it can be ranked separately in different playlists, so why not Pokemon? So during tournaments, you can participate in the format you enjoy the most. Just a pie-in-the-sky wish. Have a great week to the Puckle crowd. Sincerely, Tiberius CN. He still doesn't like you guys. He only mentions me. I'm the See, only one on the show. Some interesting I've been points. talking to myself. I'm just going to release had my some track. interesting points, right? And now I'm like, green Taurus pads, but then I'm like, no green Taurus pads. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, Thatch is just really good at voice impressions. I'm just going to release my track this week and see if anybody notices. <laughs> Could you imagine? You should do that as a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah, just Thatch's track for an episode. Yeah, it's like, did you watch Thatch talk to himself for two hours? <laughs> do the raw. Do the raw. Oh, that's even better. All right. So is uh, anybody you think should get the Green Taurus badge? No. No. That's okay. <laughs> Not anymore. Moving on. Uh, kidding. I was kidding. But, uh, I was kidding, too. Uh, all right. So if you guys don't have any suggestions, we'll move on. Uh, uh. I mean, that's how it works. What about Jared? He asked a question that gave us a PSA. You know what? That's true. true. Smacky the Frog, here, have the Green Taurus badge. Oh, I meant to say that. Sorry. And there we go. That is going to be it for the mailbag segment. You can email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know what you you thought of the Detective Pikachu movie. We are very interested to hear what you guys think or what's going to happen or what did happen. You might have seen it. You might not have seen it. Let us know. Or if you're not going to see it, let us know why. Uh, if you want to keep up with Puckle, you can check out our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere social media is sold. We're at, we're Puckle Podcast over there. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want, if you want more Puckly goodness in your life, check out the Puckle Plus, which drops an episode every Thursday. Uh, I believe Game Corner is coming out this week, which is going to be exciting. And the week after that, we'll be Puckle Live. And then after that, Battlecast. And it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And then if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can help donate to the show. You get some cool, shiny Pokemon, maybe some bow cards uh, that are sitting on my desk right now. And, and maybe soon a Scrawn card after that. And then maybe a Scrawn card. Uh, and then maybe some maybe some Puckle Summer League badges. I don't know. We'll see. Ew. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, so we are going to be we're, we're going to be doing something like that. Uh, but thank you to our patrons, because like I said, these are the guys that made Puckle Summer League badges a reality. And it's it's honestly just like fulfilling a dream of mine. And I hope that that makes a lot of you happy as well. 
Um, and if you want to help support it, just go over there. You can also support us on Twitch by subscribing to Twitch over at twitch.tv slash pucklepot, the puckle podcast, where Jushiro, myself, and Orange will stream. And it's a good time. We get to hang out. I love hanging out with you guys. And then finally, uh, another great way to support us is go over to Public, buy some cool Pokal swag, buy a Kona Diamond Heads tapestry. Oh, yeah. And make Seth a very happy boy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a great time. Go check out the Puckle Tea Public Store. Great way to support us. And I think that is all we really have to do. Oh, finally, I should say, if you want to come and hang out with us even more and you don't want to just fill out that staff application, you can come over to the Puckle Discord. It's, yeah. The link is in the show notes. So that is going to be it for this week. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I continue to be sublime. And I'm Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. And as always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for making this show possible. And so we'd like to thank Greg, Viger, Juicebox, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Gus, Claude Nine, Locke, uh, Angelic Forest, David, Steve, R. Sigma, Docs McStuffles, Josh the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor Booth, TJ Van Troll, Alex, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Michael, Taylor, Shambles, Tim, Andrew, Michaela, Dark Shaggy, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Justin, Eric, Tank, Tavis, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Chris, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Josh, Dark Flame, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, B. 
Beniza, Orange, uh, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Travy, Julie, Alex, and The Really V for supporting the show. There are 77 of you guys now. It is getting nuts to do this, but thanks for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And as always, guys, I will catch you on the flip-flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.